What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Israel strikes as hostages hang in the balance. And we haven't seen hide nor hair of the president. He's supposed to speak on this today. I mean, don't rush. No real rush on that one. Vivek Ramaswamy is running for president. And I wanted to ask him some tough questions on this. What is his take on it? And what would he do as president of the United States? We begin in 60 seconds. Now, let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. Would it surprise you to know that cyber criminals take advantage of natural disasters? Things like hurricanes, wildfires are a great time to catch somebody who is emotionally vulnerable and scam them. The truth is there's no honor among thieves. That's why it's so important to have things like online protection. LifeLock. Every time you are online, every single time somebody can steal your personal identity start protecting yourself from it it's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives and equally important to realize that there are measures you can take to help keep this from happening nobody can stop everything but having lifelock by norton installed can save you a lot of money and a lot of hassle Get yours now, LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% the first year. Use the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK at LifeLock.com. Get uh, 25% off. Promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Vivek, welcome. Vivek, are you there? Hey, how are you? Good morning. Doing well. So, you know me, I will, I mean, I'll ask you the tough question. So let me start with the toughest question here. It's all downhill from here. Um, You are uh, Hindu by upbringing. I think you're still Hindu. Um, I am. You you personally were, you went to school in a Catholic school, uh, so you understand Judeo-Christian values and the meaning of the West. Yeah. However... Um, your first generation, and you are not that. Do you understand, truly understand, the importance of Israel, the role it plays in the Judeo-Christian world, and all of the prophecies? Of course, Go ahead. Uh, of course, Glenn, yes. And I have, you know, having gone to Catholic schools, but also read the Bible perhaps more closely than even many of my Jewish and Christian friends alike, understand the special importance of Israel. I have been to the holy sites in Jerusalem. Some of my first business partners have been in Israel. Some of my closest relationships are and have been in Israel. And one of the reasons why, Glenn, is that Israelis and I get along really well as we share something in common. We're very candid. For anybody who knows Israel or (laughs) Israelis, they're a candid people, and so am I, Glenn, as you and I know each other, too. That's the basis for true friendship. So, no, I don't recite GOP talking points handed down from super PACs in a binder and read chapter and verse. I am candid, and I think that's why our relationship with Israel will be stronger by the end of my first term than it ever has been, because it will be based on honesty and true friendship, not reciting slogans or transactional relationship. And I do think that that informs where my views are right now versus some of the histrionics you're seeing from other candidates 
hysterically shouting, finish them, finish them, without any iota of description of what that means from the likes of Nikki Haley or others. I think we now have to take a level-headed approach to how we support Israel in being able to engage in its own self-defense while also diplomatically leading the way here to avoid a broader all-out regional war in the Middle East. That's the responsibility of the U.S. commander-in-chief okay. to look after U.S. interests. So let, let's, let's go there, because uh, I, for one, don't ever want to hear the words two-state solution ever again. If you Amen. believe in a two-state solution, you're a moron. They do not want a solution. They want a final solution, and that is very clear. So, And not only are you a moron now, Glenn, you were a moron if you thought that at the time of the Oslo Accords which were a disaster then as they are now. The Biden administration repeatedly granting legitimacy to the Palestinian Authority. Mahmoud Abbas in the 18th year of a four-year term, and now Hamas revealing itself to be a modern version of al-Qaeda, maybe closer to ISIS. Absolutely, this has been jargon that needs to leave the lexicon. Forget a two-state solution. I agree with that. So what do you do? Because nobody wants the Palestinians. Oh, they all cry a good cry. But you go to every single Arab state and none of them will take a single refugee. So what do you do if you're Israel? And what do you do as president of the United States? Well, that's the second question that I'm more focused on. The first question is that's an Israeli decision, Glenn. That's a tough question. Israel, for a long time, has had reluctance to take responsibility for Gazans as well. And that's a tough choice. And Bibi is going to have to lead the way. And I think it's the job of the U.S., to support Israel in the decision that it makes in its own national self-determination. I am running for president of the United States, though, and I think that the job of the U.S. president, he has a moral obligation to look after what advances U.S. interests. And so what I would be doing as U.S. president is offering Israel every bit of intelligence support we can, every bit of diplomatic support we can. That includes telling the U.N. that there will be consequences of our participation in the U.N., if the U.N. continues its historical pattern of drawing this false equivalence between Israel and the terrorists who target it. I think it's a lot of people don't know this, Glenn. We don't even have an American ambassador to Israel right now. We have to immediately confirm an ambassador to Israel, as well as other vacant positions in Egypt, in Lebanon, in Kuwait. I think in Oman, we're even vacant now. That's basic things that we can do as the U.S., diplomatically and otherwise, deport anybody who's a resident alien, legally or illegally in this country, who has served with Hamas, who has served in other similar terrorist organizations, extradite them to Israeli custody. This is the kind of thing that the U.S. needs to be doing, leading diplomatically while allowing Israel to engage in its defense of its own national existence, which Israel has the right to do while at the same time keeping in mind that an all-out war in the Middle East involving, God forbid, U.S. troops or whatever, that should be off the table. And I think that we should lead diplomatically to prevent us from getting there. That's the kind of cool-headed response that we need. And I'm disappointed, Glenn, and many other Republicans who are just knee-jerk reacting. In you know, I think it was, it's unbecoming of the likes of Nikki Haley to equate this with an attack on the U.S. This was a dastardly attack on Israel itself. That's bad enough, and we need to be able to see that for what it is and respond forcefully and accordingly. But to go histrionic on this and escalate possibly to a broader regional war in the Middle East, when that does not advance our national interests, 
That's not the job of the U.S. president. The job of the U.S. president is to lead in a way that advances American interests and Israel is our ally. So we will stand with them. But we have to have a thoughtful response that avoids a misstep in these early days that could have drastic consequences, as we have learned from mistakes this foreign policy establishment has made from Iraq to Afghanistan over the last 25 years. And that will not happen on my watch. All right. So did do you have a problem with her saying this is Israel's 9-11? No, I think this is Israel's 9-11. Okay. I think that this is absolutely, a, this is a major issue in Israel. But one of the things that, one of the lessons we have to learn is that, you know what, Osama bin Laden was probably laughing and smiling in his grave, as, as a friend of mine said yesterday, when the U.S., made a disastrous response to 9-11 by entering places like Iraq in wars that did not advance American interests. And so I would encourage Israel, and I would, as the U.S. commander-in-chief, lead us the same way, to have the right response to deal with the conflict at hand, to make sure Israel comes out with its national identity and national borders fully intact and is protected to the fullest, but without being drawn into a broader regional war in the Middle East, which does not advance anyone's interests, including American interests. And these are difficult times. It's easy for someone today to look back and criticize the Iraq war. I criticized it then, I criticize it now, but that's now a popular idea. But the harder part is to learn that lesson in the present and make sure that you don't make the mistake in the heat of the moment to do the same thing. So fortitude, standing with Israel, absolutely but diplomatically leading the way to make sure that we don't enmesh ourselves in another ground war in the Middle East, that also has to be a top priority of the so, U.S. president, and I will lead accordingly. Let me just see if I understand. Um, you're saying don't go into Iran. That's right. I do not think we should. Not us. I'm not us. Where the US, Israel. In a US, well, I think that's Israel's decision. So I think that's Israel's decision. I think we have to be very careful, Glenn, and we have to respect decisions that Israel makes to defend its own national boundaries and its own national existence. That is Israel's right to do. And we have to diplomatically support them, first of all, in regaining control of their own lost territories. Second of all, whatever they decide to do with Hamas and Gaza, that's been a fraught question in Israel. That's Israel's decision to make. And it is our job as a friend of Israel to support them in it. But I think that we also have to be clear-eyed about, I'm saying right now what other GOP candidates, when asked, have refused to do. I think we have to take the idea of U.S. ground troops involved in a war in Iran off the table. That much I think we have to be clear about. And also we have to be clear about leading diplomatically in a way that, yes, supports Israel, but avoids broader all-out conflict in the Middle East. I'll give you a very specific example of what that means. We should end nuclear proliferation, including the phase-out of Iran's nuclear program, absolutely. But the Biden administration's disastrous discussion to begin sharing nuclear technology with Saudi Arabia, that needs to end, too. And so these are things that other people aren't talking about, but I think it is the job of a judicious, cool-headed president of the United States to look after our interests in making sure that we avoid full-scale, all-out regional war in the Middle East, We've had that in the past, and that's not good for us, and it's not good for the world. But at the same time, we have to be unwavering in our support for the decisions that Israel makes to defend its own national homeland as it has the full right to do against these barbaric and medieval attacks on Israel. Do you believe Russia at least gave permission 
for this. I mean, we know that Hamas is run by Iran. Iran is now yeah. in a very tight relationship with Russia. Is Do you believe this is any kind of trying to pull us all into a new world war? I don't think that painting Russia as the boogeyman here is credible, even though Vladimir Zelensky is trying to do it because that's in his self-interest to chain gang the U.S. into the Ukraine war versus Russia. The reality, I think, is a little bit different in the relationship between the Ukraine situation and Israel. Take a look at earlier this year when the U.S. was called on to have Israel send artillery from Israel to Ukraine. Well, now that looks like a pretty boneheaded decision in reverse. The U.S. is running low on our own stockpiles. So we're going to have to make the choices about Ukraine versus Israel versus other parts of the world. Nobody, Glenn, in the race certainly, is talking about what's happening in Azerbaijan and Armenia. Mm -hmm. There is, if you want to get to good and evil, that is wrong, what is happening in Armenia to a bunch of Christians who have been displaced to the tune of 100, 120,000 in a semi-autonomous region that Azerbaijan invaded. But you don't hear a peep about that. Why? Because Azerbaijan and Ukraine have special lobbies in Washington, D.C., and that's how the wheels turn in D.C. today. Whichever special interest lobbies get the win, they're the ones that shape the narrative. So it will take an outsider like me, a leader from a different generation who isn't captured by the super PACs, to be able to speak this truth in the open. Talked about it with Tucker yesterday, but I'm the only Republican candidate, Glenn, who is seemingly able to offer what I think is a clear-headed, rational response to, on one hand, strongly stand behind Israel's ability to defend itself as it should, as it has the right to, but with a level-headedness that says that we still have to look after American interests and in not seeing full-scale war either in the Middle East or in the Ukraine situation being chain-ganged into a war that I, in Ukraine, believe does not advance national interests, getting us closer to major conflict with a nuclear power. By the way, one of the re lessons from the Israel conflict is when we're vulnerable right here at home. That was a gaping intelligence failure and military defense failure in Israel. And U.S. intelligence is partly to blame for that, too. We have to understand what the heck went wrong there now. That's okay. not a question for later. That is a question for right now. Everybody else seems to think it's a question for later. If the black box of a, of a crashed plane is recovered, you don't hand it over to the people and the airliner who flew that plane. Somebody else has to look at that and figure out what exactly happened before we make even poorer decisions. And I think if there's one positive reminder for the United States, it's that if that can happen to Israel, it can happen right here at okay. home where we are badly vulnerable. All right. Hold on, Vivek. I'm going to take a one minute break. And then when we come back, I want to ask you, you're president of the United States. What do you do about the hostages and new Border Patrol uh, data has come out this year alone? One hundred and fifty one on the FBI's terrorist watch list have been caught at our southern border. You know Hamas or Hezbollah or any of those guys are here now. What, as president, would you do about the terrorists and who's already here, assuming you just close the border? Back in just a second. Back in February, Rebecca wrote in, my husband and I were, were starting a search for a lot in the Hocking Hills, Ohio area. We just wanted a lot. We we didn't know anybody in the area. We had no referrals for real estate agents to start a search. Then I remembered your company, Glenn, Real Estate Agents I Trust. 
We are Blaze TV subscribers, and I always laugh to myself when I hear the name, so I decided to give it a try. I filled out an online form and immediately received an email from your company, giving me the contact information of an agent from Columbus, David, who would be contacting me. I'm happy to report that in June, we closed on a wonderful lot. David was great to work with. I wanted to share with you after you had been telling us about this for a while. Thank you so much. Rebecca, thank you. And David, thanks for being exactly the kind of agent, David, we chose uh, to work with. And then showing that to Rebecca. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I can't imagine uh, Hamas doing what they've already done, but now they're saying they're going to execute people on social media. If Israel continues to go in, Israel is not going to stop. Um, We haven't heard from the president uh, really at all on this subject. He's supposed to speak sometime before nappy nap uh, and uh, tell us, I guess, what his plan is. What would your plan be, Vivek Ramaswamy, if you were president to deal with the hostages? So, look, as U.S. president, a part of the America first agenda to me, Glenn, is it includes all Americans, no American left behind. So we will prioritize getting those American hostages out of there and the limited circumstance in which we would use U.S. resources directly to do it is to recover our own hostages if that's what's actually necessary special forces or otherwise, for American hostages. That's what the America First agenda is all about. The U.S. president needs to look after the interests of Americans. But broadly speaking, the other way we advance American interests here is let Israel make the decisions it needs to make to defend its own borders while avoiding full-scale all-out war in the Middle East. And I think there's not enough times I can say that at a time like this, when people have made our worst decisions in our foreign policy disasters in history, it's as a knee-jerk reaction to something legitimately bad that was done by a terrorist on the other side. This is especially the moment to be really clear about our principles for why we're doing what we're doing. And so that's how I would lead. Okay, we have 90 seconds left, and I want to talk to you about the number of people that have been arrested on the FBI's terror watch list. We have about 250 of them, 275 of them, that we have caught since the beginning of the Biden administration. That's not the ones we didn't catch. Are you worried at all about these possible terrorist uh, cells that are here coming across from our, our border? And how would you solve that? I'm very worried about it, Glenn. I think it's a real concern. Just a few days ago, I was at the northern border where nobody else has actually visited. And that is wide open. To call that porous is an understatement. That's where the next frontier is going. A Brazilian ex-military murderer has come in through, you know, who caught in northern New Hampshire and otherwise. This is a great risk. So seal the border, use our military to do it. But for the people who are already here, I would fast track the deportation of anybody who's in this country who has served or been affiliated with Hamas or the Palestinian Islamic Jihad or otherwise including extradition to Israeli custody where that's appropriate in light of this 
in light of this crisis and for the rest of them, get them the heck out and put them through our own justice system, bringing the highest penalties of the highest order while sealing our border. That is how we actually drive this change. And the best border policy of all is stop making it so easy to get into this country by abuse of our asylum laws. It's going to take a president with the spine to lead that way. But the good news, Glenn, is that this is a solvable problem. The country that put a man on the moon, yes, this is a logistically solvable problem. This is just a question of political will. And I do think it will take somebody with a spine as an outsider, understanding that we are in the middle of this dangerous approach to war right here on our home turf to be able to put that to an end. Vivek, thank you very much. If you want to find out more about him, it's spelled Vivek, V-I-V-E-K, but it's said, it's pronounced Vivek. 2024.com. By the way, we have invited DeSantis, the Glenn Beck program, as well as Trump and others to come on the program and do the very same thing. We hope to have them by the end of the week. All right. Which of these conspiracies theories turned out to be conspiracy fact? A. Journalists were on the payroll of the CIA for decades. B. Bankers and politicians met in secret to create the Federal Reserve. C. The CIA used drugs and electric shock therapy in a mind control program. I know the answer, but I do you know the answer? All of those things happen. It was a trick question. Uh, There's a lot more, which is something to think about next time someone suggests trusting the government. The good news is knowing the truth about history, knowing what really happened is powerful. The Tuttle Twins have a new book out that has gathered 20 true conspiracies. The ones that really happened turned out to be conspiracy fact. And if you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, you can get a big discount right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get true conspiracy and bundle deals this week at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. And go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Just use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. few things that are happening that are very very important um first of all if you want to understand what's happening with hamas and how did these people become isis i mean beheading people with garden hose taking the hostages and taking their phones and then opening up their social media live streaming, and then executing them. This is an act of evil. And when Hamas said yesterday that they had completed, they're ready to, they're ready for a ceasefire because they had completed their mission. What was their mission? To kidnap and kill innocent civilians? The answer is yes. So I want to talk to you. I started mentioning uh, Alexander Dugan last hour and that I'm not saying he's orchestrating this, but his philosophy is being executed right now. This is all straight from his playbook through chaos comes a rebirth of a new world order with Russia, China, Iran, Turkey, and other capital T traditionalists leading the charge. 
through chaos. What do the Twelvers in Iran believe? That through chaos, they will hasten the return of the promised one. Dugan believes through chaos, there will be a new world order. Now, I'm not saying that he is the mastermind. That is so important for you to hear. But I do think his strategies and philosophies have, at the very least, infected the highest levels of leadership among the new Axis powers. Just months before Russia invaded Ukraine, Dugan published a short book called The Great Awakening versus The Great Reset. In it, Dugan says the only way to beat the Great Reset and the rise of radical globalism is to establish a multipolar world where a series of traditionalist empires rule over the respected parts of the globe without interference from Western powers. So you understand when he says traditionalist, it's not like I am. I'm for the traditional family. He is talking about the traditions prior to the enlightenment, that kind of traditionalist dark ages traditionalism. Dugan specifically mentions the need for a Russian imperial renaissance, and he has openly called on Putin to recapture Ukraine on numerous occasions. The book also talks about a need for a traditionalist Middle Eastern power to rise up and expel Western influences from the region. This is obvious allusion to Israel. He specifically mentions Iran as one of the two Islamic leaders against the Great Reset. The other one is Turkey. Now, we already know that Dugan had huge levels of influence in Russia. He's Putin's brain, according to many analysts. But Dugan has also been openly courting Iran and has long been an influential figure in Iran as well. In 2017, an article notes, according to Dugan, and I'm quoting, He has been in and out of Iran for the last 20 years, and for at least the last eight years, Iran's conservative principalist media have been busy promoting him as a powerful intellectual force. The article further asserts Iranian hardliners love to quote Dugan. In recent years, still quoting, Dugan has been invited to visit Iran regularly, usually by hardliners and entities associated with the Revolutionary Guards, such as the newspaper Javan and the state-run Horizon television channel and Raja News. Earlier this year, Dugan was also a key figure in a Russian event commemorating the birth of the Islamic regime in Iran. In September, Dugan celebrated Iran and Saudi Arabia joining BRICS as an extremely important event because, quoting, the Islamic pole has finally joined this club. He has been talking about this, this moment in time for decades. He views Iran as a central part of his now infamous Eurasia strategy. For many years, he's been calling for the coalition of China, Iran, Russia, and Turkey, and others to combat Europe, North America, and Israel to get Western forces from their lands. This is exactly what is happening now. Now, I doubt Dugan is secretly setting the agenda. 
But I think his philosophy has been so widely adopted among the relevant parties that he might as well be in charge. How can anyone deny at this point Russia, China, and now Iran are following Dugan's dangerous playbook of chaos? I believe our White House follows the playbook in many ways of chaos. Now, I'm not the only one that thinks that Dugan is playing a key role in the current events. In August, Dugan's daughter was murdered. You remember this? Her car exploded while she was driving in the Moscow region. Dugan and his daughter had just attended a conference before the bombing, and they switched cars at the last minute. The bomb, it seems, was meant for Alexander Dugan, not his daughter. Now, does that happen to some harmless professor? Is it, is it the math professor that's after him? The worst part of all of this is Dugan's plan does not end with Iran. It gets worse. More wars, more rumors of war, more chaos, more realigning of global superpowers, all until the West is crushed and the era of the traditionalist empire returns to glory. I believe this is history's most dangerous moment since the collapse of the Soviet Union. We must get our act together right now. Or the rest of the world, the entire world, will soon find itself embroiled in yet another global war. And I'm not sure we win the next one. Also, for those who do have the copy of the home game called The Bible... Gog and Magog. Why would Russia ever want to invade Israel? Gog and Magog. If you want to understand those prophecies, Gog and Magog. Magog is one of the allies that will march on to Jerusalem for the end time battle. And Magog will march with Gog, which is Persia, otherwise known as Iran. Magog is Russia. At no time in the past 2,500 years has Russia formed a military alliance with Iran. Never in 2,500 years. They have now. They've just signed a billion-dollar accord for the sale of missiles. The Iranians have helped the Russians by providing them with weaponized drones to use in the Ukraine war. This is happening. There's one other thing on this front that I should just mention. Catholics and Protestants sometimes relish in the misfortunes of the other. But we should probably stop doing this. Because those of us who actually believe in God know that our religions are full of men and men will always fail you. But God does not. Just last week, 
a video clip of Pope Francis surrounded by scantily clad circus performers made the round on social media. People were saying never too late to join the Reformation. But something is happening now in Rome that should worry Protestants just as much as Catholics. The Vatican's synod on senility or synod, 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 synodality, something like that. Basically, here's what it is. A conference on conferences. Sounds boring as snot. But the real purpose and ambition of this synod, this conference, is to change the Catholic Church. They are debating which direction they go. This is also part of a Catholic prophecy about the end times that they will hold one giant synod and it will change the direction of the church. And then the Pope goes to Russia. And that is the beginning of World War Three. All of these things can happen. They could be 5000 years away from happening. But if you're not seeing the signs and you don't have at least if you don't at least take pause and say, wow, this has never happened before and it's been predicted. All of these things have been predicted to happen. Maybe we should look into doing eternal things. Maybe we should be thinking about how we can help. Avoid chaos, not add to chaos. We know where chaos and lies come from. We need to extract ourselves from chaos and be a pillar of stability for others. You're able to think on your feet is critical because at any moment, any day, something unthinkable could happen. Look at this weekend. Man, it's unthinkable thing after unthinkable thing. Sometimes it's um, it's way out of your you or your family's ability to stop anything, but it puts you and your family in harm's way. You need to have a backup of emergency food. There is no place I'd rather do that than my Patriot Supply. Right now, please check out their three-month emergency food kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. These kits will provide you with a ton of different delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. That way, when everybody else is standing in lines around the block waiting to get into a store to look at empty shelves, you and your family will have plenty to eat. This is the kind of thing that helps you be able to be a hero and not a victim when tragic situations strike. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. Please don't wait for the next crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Glenn Beck. Most people have no idea that there's an invisible gap in their home's protection. Your home, your equity is at risk all the time because there is someone who wants to steal your home. Um, according to the FBI, uh, con artists can pick a house, it can be a vacation home, it can be a rental property, 
or it can be the home that someone is living in right now. Uh, they can transfer the deed of the house into their name by obtaining these forms and using fake IDs. They did this to us. They, when this all started, uh, Home Title Lock sent over a, a former FBI agent who's like, hey, just wanted to let you know, um, just did a couple searches, came up with your information, and we could have stolen your home today. I was like, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm, I'm Stu. What's your name? Um, it was uh, jarring because you don't realize you're that vulnerable. You need to protect yourself against one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And it's only possible for cyber criminals to accomplish all of this because most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about their home's title, whether or not it's secure. I, I spend zero minutes thinking about it. But the reason I spend zero minutes thinking about it is because I already have home title lock. Home title lock comes in, they make all the difference and they secure your home's title. They will alert you if anything's going on with it. Check your home's title right now. Make sure you're not already a victim of this at HomeTitleLock.com. Be sure to use the promo code BECK. They will uh, do a complete scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock protection are free. HomeTitleLock.com, code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com, code is BECK. Do it today. Just one more word on uh, this conference of conferences. What's happening here in, is happening in all of our lives. We're being divided, divided and conquered. And I believe this is a coordinated effort of evil. And all of our churches are under attack. Everybody is trying to divide us. It's why we must stand together. But we may not be able to do it in the traditional places. Pope Francis, starting today, is having this conference on conferences. And what they're trying to do is chuck certain moral and dogmatic teachings of the Catholic Church. But he cannot change the doctrine. And so that's why he's come up with this, this conference of conferences. They don't even know what it means. It has no nothing in Catholic tradition. But what he's doing is he is going to be saying things like... Um, you you don't you don't bless gay marriage, but you can bless a gay couple in marriage. So he's he's sowing confusion in all of this, and he's trying to do it without betraying revealed doctrine. He said, but we have to be open to all of the many forms of blessings. So. He's changing the doctrine, which he cannot do without changing the doctrine. This is going to split the church. If this is what actually happens in this conference, this is going to split the church even more. And you're going to have the progressive wing of the Catholic Church, which already exists, but you'll have it from the papacy. But then you'll also have <clears throat> the more traditionalist wing. Whoa, what did I just say about Alexander Dugan? Traditionalism. It is very important that you follow and know what is going on with traditionalism. There is capital traditionalist and lowercase traditionalist. I'm lowercase. I believe in traditions. But traditionalists is an actual movement that wants to take us before the founding of America, before the age of enlightenment, where powerful empires run by churches and religious organizations had total control. 
the Glenn Beck Program.